Welcome to Wavemakers on WMNF with Janet and Tom. I'm Janet. And I'm Tom. And each week we bring you conversations with people making a difference in the Tampa Bay region. Um, today, though, it is Fund Drive. If you, I'm sure you've been tuning in, you are aware that we are working to raise $181,000, $181.50 for the station. That is the goal for the station. If you love WMNF, which we know that you do because you're listening right now, go ahead and give us a call, 813-239-9663 or go to WMNF. .org to make a donation to Wavemakers or to the station, WMNF. And our goal is a pretty big one, $1,800 that we need to raise in the next hour. So if you enjoy Wavemakers, if you enjoy the conversations we're having with people making a difference in the Tampa Bay area, please call in and pledge whatever amount you can afford. We've got all kinds of great thank you gifts for you. And one of the things that's really cool with this this drive is that you can get a T-shirt with the new WMNF logo and tagline. The, logo, the tagline is where music, news, and culture collide. And the logo is super cool. It's a um, sort of audio burst. They have uh, We have one that's a sage green shirt with um, just black on it, but the sweet cream T-shirt has a lovely, colorful audio burst on it. You know, uh, I had a professor in college who asked the class, uh, what is the business of newspapers? Because I was a budding journalist, and I ended up working for newspapers for years. And, of course, we all said, you know, defend the First Amendment, inform the public. And he's like, no, the business of newspapers is to make money. Never forget that. But the business of WMNF is very different. We are driven by a mission statement, which is... WMNF is a listener-supported community radio station that celebrates cultural diversity and is committed to equality, peace, and economic justice. WMNF provides broadcasts and other forums with a grassroots local emphasis that promote creative, musical, and political vitality. You don't hear anything in that mission statement about serving the stockholders. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in there about making money. We are not bending our statements. We're not bending our news to try to get a bigger audience, to get more clicks, to make more profits, because we are a nonprofit. Independent. We're not even uh, affiliated with a, a university, which a lot of public radio stations are affiliated with the university, but we are completely independent, commercial-free. We depend on you to keep us going. So give us a call, 813-239-9663, or go to wmnf.org to make a donation. If you want independent news, if you want diversity... If you want a different viewpoint, please support this station and please support WMNF. We try to bring in people who are uh, not just talking about problems and confronting problems, but they are actually trying to change things. And one of the guests that we had um, on a sh our show uh, about six, seven months ago. Last year. Last year, um, Tim Burke. Uh, who's been in the news lately. We ha he was in the news because his home was raided by the FBI um, because... Uh well, his business is... He a, has a communications business, mm -hmm. and he uh, gathers a lot of video, which he then edits, and he sells to clients. Uh, we don't know why the FBI raided his house, but we do know that he was a wave maker. He is not only... He was the star of a Netflix uh, documentary, a two-part Netflix documentary, uh, and that was the focus of our discussion. Uh, but he has also done a lot of videos that skewer uh, the hypocrisy, uh, particularly of Republicans, uh, and we talked quite a bit with him about that. Mm -hmm. 
So let's go ahead and listen to a clip from that show, Tim Burke. Outcries uh, from from right wing media about the FBI reclaiming um, presidential records and uh, classified top secret documents from Mar-a-Lago, and then they're outraged and calling it a raid and everything else. Where you know we had uh, the the governor of the state, Ron DeSantis, um, you know, um, defending his law enforcement actions uh, against a, a former state employee and declaring that it was not a raid. And, and, and the reality is they, they were the same thing. Mm-hmm. There, there were lawful warrants and these were law enforcement agents executing a, a lawful warrant. In fact, he went after a Channel 8 reporter who dared to refer to it as a raid. Right. And then he went on a rant. Yes. So... You know, it seemed obvious to me to to do a, a mashup illustrating the ways in in you know th- these people arguing. And you know, again, I've I've done this before. Any every time you know that that somebody on Fox News says to an athlete who's speaking out on some progressive issue to you know stick to sports or you know uh, you know just dribble your basketball, and then highlighting every single athlete that has appeared on that program and how they were welcome to share their ideas because they just happen to be a conservative, right? It's, it's, it's something that I've done. It's something, you know, it's, it's not my idea. It's uh, John Stewart and The Daily Show started doing this 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and the, you know, I'm, I just picked up on it because my, the way that my brain works connects these things that I hear to things that don't, that, that create that cognitive dissonance. Also, and video I mean, is what you do for kind of for a living now. I mean, well, it is. Gotten, it is. Yeah. You don't. You don't just. Uh, you know, uh, uh, do research on uh, whether stories are true or not. You're creating videos and and to to also make your point. And so you did that with Ron DeSantis and uh, a certain Fox News. Person. And and what that was was specifically was about. Um, uh, the video was underscoring DeSantis' response to the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago as compared to his response when, when there was a raid on the home of Rebecca Jones. Rebecca Jones. She was the whistleblower who was targeted after she accused DeSantis, the DeSantis administration of fudging the coronavirus data. And so you featured Sean Hannity in that video. It was like a mashup, like a Looked like fake he was interviewing. interview. It looks like he was yeah. interviewing well, Ron DeSantis. I mean, it, I mean it's... <laughs> okay, I spent... I have a rule uh, when it comes to making something that I think is is funny, and I, I spend no more than fifteen minutes working on it. That's the rule. If you spend more time than that, it almost always ends up not being funny or interesting. <laughs> um, and I have too much to do in my life to spend time doing like projects for Twitter, right? So I. You know, I, I grabbed the, the video of, of this, the conversation on, on Fox News where Sean Hannity was having this meltdown and Laura Trump was having this meltdown about the raid on Mar-a-Lago and then spliced it in with the, you know, DeSantis. Um, it was quite clearly to me obvious that it was not real video. For one, like DeSantis is, for, for one, it's daytime where Ron DeSantis is and it's nighttime where, you know, Sean Hannity is. Another thing, DeSantis is not talking to the camera. Uh, the but audio you're expecting the, uh, the Twitter masses to be able to uh, <laughs> and, but most detect those subtleties. Every time that Ron DeSantis <laughs> is talking, the two other people on screen stop moving. Right, right. <laughs> because it's like we just paused the video there. I knew within two seconds what you had video. done, and I was stunned at the number of people who started tweeting this as if it were real. And as a result, you became the subject of you know professional fact checkers, and Twitter started. Uh, okay, yeah. And Sean Hannity, and, and, and 
But but the most important thing is it had about 4 million views, right? Right. Thanks much in part to Sean Hannity sharing <laughs> it, saying that it wasn't real. <laughs> and, you know, as somebody else who's prominent and I respect a lot said, you know, they said, I, you could not possibly have asked for a better response than for the subject of your, and, and, and not just Hannity, but like DeSantis's office shared it and said, oh, you know, this is fake. This is, and, you know, I didn't even know about that because the, the, the governor's spokesperson has had me blocked on Twitter for several years. <laughs> Christina Pushaw, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and she regularly tweets about me despite having me blocked. So that's its own sort of Which issue. means you can't see anything she's, right. nasty things she's saying. Yeah, so, but it, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, the, the president, the former president of the United States is no longer on Twitter because of various things that he tweeted. And... His tweets regularly, you know, were tagged with sort of misleading, um, this is not, like warnings yeah. and all that kind of thing. But I've never seen a Trump tweet with as many disclaimers or warnings on them as the video tweet of my DeSantis and Sean Hannity video. Hmm. It has it's a it's a it's a crime scene, and it is covered <laughs> in Twitter police tape warning you that what you are about to see is not real. I've never seen that. I, I didn't even know it was possible for there to be this many you know fact checks and disclaimers and manipulated media things. Doesn't uh, that make what people make people to want to look at it? Uh, I, yeah, That's a good question, right. right? It's like don't don't you know don't look at this hey, thing I'm pointing at, right? Don't read this book we're about to ban children, and then they immediately go out and try to find it. I mean, yeah, I, I hadn't actually considered it that way, Tom, and I think you might be you might be right. I don't know, but I also have I also but this is the thing, right? I, just like I spend 15 minutes making something and then I throw it out there, I move on, right. or at least I I try to move on. I want to move on. I have other things to do. I don't like again. I make something. You're a prolific a, tweeter. You've got more tweets to send. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> or just more things to create or whatever that is. Whether it be, you know, I have a song to write or I have art to make or whatever these things are. When you, I'm just a, a, you're a creator. You're a creative person. You make things and you want to move on. And I don't, I didn't want to linger on that dumb video I made, but I was forced to for three days because it just kept coming up. I just kept getting addressed about it. And so I was forced to, to have it stick around. You made for the point about the care. hypocrisy pretty effectively, though. Now, similar uh, video uh, that you. Uh, so that was Tim Burke, uh, a uh, communications expert who has been in the news recently. And uh, you know, if you only recently heard about Tim, that's because you haven't been listening to Wavemakers. We try to bring folks on the air that perhaps are uh, operating a little bit under the radar and yet making a big difference. Mm -hmm. and, but Tim is somebody who has made national news. Yes. He's a wave maker nationally. There was national news about his story when his house was raided by the FBI um, related to those videos. Unclear um, what, exactly what they're looking for. Obviously, no charges have, have been filed or anything. And, you know, char you know, often FBI investigations end with Nothing. Nothing, right. Um, but if you want to make a donation, you can give us a call, 813-239-9663. We'd love to hear from you. We've um, got a big goal for our show. We've got a big goal for the station. WMNF is, is listener-supported. 70% of our, our budget comes from um, people like you who show their support from the station by calling 813-239-9663 to make a donation or go to uh, WMNF.org and hit the tip jar. We have someone to thank. We have Thomas Cullum to thank. Thank you, Thomas, calling in from Reston, Virginia, with a $31 
contribution to WaveMakers. It's our first contribution of Yay, the day. Yay, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. That's really exciting. And I also want to thank the last person who donated last hour during Tuesday Cafe. Thanks to Karen with a $35 contribution. Karen is getting the WMNF refrigerator magnet with our brand new colorful burst logo. You can also get a t-shirt that has that colorful Burst logo, logo on the sweet cool. cream unisex t-shirt. It's uh, sizes small through triple X and it's for available for a $100 donation. And we have the, uh, the sage stone green t-shirt that's available for an $88 and 50 cent pledge. So if you like midpoint and you'd like to have a WMNF t-shirt with our new logo, give us a call right now. 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Um, we also want to thank some of the folks who are, um, uh, feeding our volunteers who are in the phone room answering phones, which you should be dialing right now, talking to those people who are in our phone room. 813-239-9663. Cheesecake Richard dropped off apple walnut cakes and cheesecakes. Um, thanks for um, that, which has kept us powered up. We ate all the cheesecake, but the apple cakes, cakes are yummy all day long. Thank you, Cheesecake Richard. And, you know, you can go to WMNF.org and pledge online. You don't have to make a call. Um, it, it's a very secure and quick and easy way to donate. Um, and, you know, you can also join WMNF's Circle of Friends. It's a really easy way to donate to the station and show your support all year long. Everybody has subscriptions to digital streaming services for entertainment, music, and news. When you think about it, that's exactly what the WMNF Circle of Friends is. It's like a monthly subscription to quality, locally produced music, news, and public affairs. You can do that for just... Five, ten, or twenty dollars a month. More, I join the of circle of friends myself, and uh, uh, every month I get a notification from PayPal. You just paid ten dollars to uh, WMNF, and I think ten dollars—that's less than I would pay for a cocktail in a lot of bars these days. Much less than you would pay for a cocktail, and um, you get to set the price. Those other commercial subscriptions that you join, no, they don't. They tell you what to pay here at WMNF. You can pay five, ten, twenty, thirty, whatever, whatever you want to pay, whatever you can afford shows your support for the station. Call now and speak to one of our wonderful volunteers who are waiting for your call at 813-239-9663. There are no phones ringing. They're probably bored right now. So call. Go ahead and call. Wake them up. Get those phone lines ringing. Because uh, this station uh, exists uh, to do a lot of things. You know, we have a a phrase here at WMNF. It's where music, News. news... and culture collide. Yeah. And that's happening every day here at WMNF because we have such a diversity of, of content uh, being created by volunteers every day live. That's another big difference here at WMNF. We are live in the studio here. Not a lot of pre-recording things going on. Sometimes we do that, but it's mostly live in the studio. Well, we do have one thing pre-recorded right now. In the studio with us right now is John Dunn. He's um, running our board. He used to answer our phones for us. Let's hear a little bit about him. John, go ahead and play that clip, John. <laughs> That's the wrong clip. That's okay. We'll get back to that later. Let's then listen to a, You don't play the piano. Let's listen to um, a clip about the um, springs. We had on just last week the guests from the, the Florida, springs, Florida Council. springs Council. They're doing amazing work uh, on our behalf trying to save and uh, restore the delicate Florida springs that we all enjoy 
swimming and kayaking, and also drinking the water. That's right. So let's listen to the Springs uh, clip from that. So um, Karen brought up the bottling of the of the water, and so that's been an ongoing. Uh, there's a lawsuit right now between the Florida Spring Can- Council, a permit granted to Nestle to pull water from Ginny Springs around um, Gainesville, which is private property. They're pulling water from private property. The permit costs them about $150, and the company stands to make billions of dollars. Um, and that's in Ginny Springs. That's, that's which in Ginny Springs. First magnitude spring, is that right? Yes, yes. portion. Of, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the, these these permits are given out so easily. There's barely thousands and thousands of them are applied for every year, and there are a handful are actually denied. And what's happening? What happened is happening with Ginny Springs is the, the the a case study in a documentary that was recently released by the Florida Springs Council. Let's listen to um, a little clip from that. Got it? So they are handing out the water that belongs to us, but not even taking the time to see what our concerns and how we want to protect that water is. So why, in early 2021, did the Water Management District approve a $115 permit for a company to make billions of dollars by taking public water? My understanding is that over 99% of water use permits have been improved by the districts uh, over the last 30 or 40 years. And the reason is because they're not taking into account the public interest or the interests of our environment in making those permitting decisions. They're only looking at how the water can benefit private industry and how it can turn a profit, not looking at the big picture of what's best for our state. This water belongs to us. It doesn't belong to corporations. It doesn't belong to developers. It belongs to each and every one of us. And it's our responsibility to make sure that it's protected. It's clear we can't rely on our government to rule on these permits with our best interests in mind. As the governor appoints the Water Management District members, it's suggested that he includes diverse backgrounds, including environmental interests. But it's not required. There's no requirement that anyone represents Floridians. Right now, there's kind of a Ponzi scheme when it comes to Florida's environment. On one hand, they're handing out permits to every corporation that comes along and wants to pump water. Then they're using our taxpayer money for projects to make up for the harm that those permits and those water uses are are causing. And that's what we... So the Florida Springs Council filed a lawsuit um, to... to overturned this permit that was granted to Nestle for bottled water drawn from Ginny Springs near Gainesville about a month ago. Um, And Ryan, tell us what the status of that is. Where are we at with that right now? Yep. So we went to, uh, we had our actual hearing in Tallahassee um, about three weeks ago Mm -hmm. um, in front of the administrative law judge. Um, These hearings are a little bit different than what you might see in like law and order. You know, they don't say like who wins at the end of the the hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, Us and our team of lawyers are, you know, going back into and we're working on the motions and final orders, um, which we will get to the judge within the next few weeks. Um, And then the judge will make a ruling hopefully hopefully within the next month or two um, on whether or not they met the conditions for permit issuance. So that's an issue that you have ongoing, a, a, a battle that's continuing. You have, we talked earlier about the success that you had in um, pressing for the Florida Department of um, Environmental Protection to actually follow the law and clean up the springs. Um, but you also had um, a recent victory with a Rainbow River Ranch. Um, what can you tell us about that? 
Yeah, this is something that we're super proud of. Um, and they, uh, this is something we've worked on for years, but it's actually the, the, the deal is going to close um, in a matter of weeks, which is very exciting. A few years ago, a major uh, landowner and one of the biggest private developers in Florida wanted to put an RV park and hotel um, on the last remaining large undeveloped parcel along the Rainbow River. Um, the Rainbow River is a first magnitude uh, fed by Rainbow Springs, the first magnitude spring, one of the largest springs in the world. Um, and one of the most famous. Um, and it would have done serious damage, both from the uh, nutrient pollution as well as from just the harm of putting that many more people on the river. Um, so Florida Springs Council worked with Rainbow River Conservation uh, on a very uh, ambitious local effort to kill that development. And we were successful in getting the developer to pull the development proposal. Um, and then he went and did something great. He put that land into permanent conservation. Um, which wow. was approved um, earlier in the year, and they just closed the deal. So now, not only will that land not be an RV park, you know, it will never be developed ever. Um, you know, providing those great ecological services that the Rainbow relies on um, to stay the beautiful river we all know. Did that property owner uh, get paid for those conservation rights? Did the state intervene to uh, block that development? Well, no, the state did not intervene to block it. Um, we beat him in a political public process um, where, he, you know, I think he understood that he was not going to have the votes to get the development approved mm -hmm. um, after the massive public outrage um, that we were able to tap into. Um, and he did get paid for it, as he should. Um, you know, that land is incredibly important. Um, you know, we're never going to get people to put things in conservation if we don't make it, you know, financially uh, reasonable right. for them to do so. Um, so, you know, it's tough to think of a better use of our taxpaying dollars than taking uh, some land that's about <laughs> to be developed along a spring and, you know, permanently protecting right. that land. You know, he gets to keep the land, enjoy it with his family. He can have guests there, but we're not going to have the impacts of a major development. You know, it's a, it's a true win-win. But yeah. I think that's a good example of where property owners have such an important role in all of this. If, as we mentioned, Jenny Springs is privately owned. Presumably, they are getting paid by Nestle, is that correct? Right, so so Nestle sold their North American water bottling company off as a whole, and it's now called Blue Triton. So just to be clear, we call it Blue Triton, formerly known as Nestle. Oh. Um, and that's, you know, that is who is going to be bottling the water. Um, you know, it's important to note that while the land around Ginny Springs is private, you know, the spring itself is right. not private. All of our waters in Florida are, are, are publicly owned if you can access them, um, you know, from a navigable waterway, which Jenny Springs is a navigable waterway. So, you know, the water belongs to all of us. And, and that's why we filed the challenge, because essentially the law says that for a permit to be issued, it has to be in the public's interest, all of our interests. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, you have a river that's already suffering significant harm from over withdrawals. And you have a big private company that wants to come in and take a million gallons a day without giving anything really back to the local community. Mm -hmm. um, while our taxpayers' money is used to make up for the harm that they're causing. Mm -hmm. And we and the 19,000 people that wrote in think that that is not in the public's interest. And the heart of our challenge is that our state agencies are not following the law by considering, you know, what our right to our water is. Well, what, what is the uh, interest then of the property owners there who is allowing Nestle to... Uh, access that water? Well, sure. I mean, they, they have a contract to provide the water um, and get paid to provide it so it can be bottled. So it's a, I'm sure it's a financial motivation. So they get paid while the taxpayers get $150 for the permit. Correct. Yeah. It kind of makes me not want to camp there. 
<laughs> the Ginny Springs campground. Um, so let's. We talked a little bit about the documentary earlier. One of the big things that you guys do is you're, you talk about advocacy, but you also talk about changing culture, which is part of what your public awareness campaign is. So the documentary is one piece of that. We talked about that earlier. And where can people see that? It's a 15-minute documentary. It's, it's a, a very fast-paced, uh, a little depressing. Uh, where can people view that? It's called The Water State. Folks can find it on YouTube. Um, it's by a wonderful filmmaker named Brent Fannin. Um, and, you know, I think it does a really good job of describing that issue in our work. Um, got an email from David who says, um, hope you don't mind me asking one more question. David, that's okay. You can ask as many as you want. Um, a few times I've gone to springs like Fanning and Ginny in recent years for swimming. Several times I've seen clouds of white in the clear water, apparently from sunscreen that has not yet been absorbed on fellow swimmer bodies. Um, can, you, can you speak about this pollution from swimmers and its effect on the health of the springs and the rivers they feed? Michael, you want to have any thoughts on that? Sure, I think I think the biggest pollution still for our springs is is not necessarily sunblock, um, but it's it's the overwhelming nutrients that go into our springs. You know, nitrogen and phosphorus are really the culprits when we talk about a lot of the die-offs we see for native vegetation, for a lot of that submerged aquatic vegetation that you see in those spring runs. And also the other thing that I think is hurting our springs more than anything is just uh, people loving to death and you know trampling the vegetation when they're tubing, um, and you know that, which again hurts it, it basically uh, will rut through the through the habitat and basically uh, you know measure over time. So what is your message on that in terms of visiting the springs? Or do you want to encourage people to visit the springs? Oh, absolutely. Or? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, just, but I think, I think it all comes down to being responsible, right, when you recreate and just making sure that, you know, you're not going to be, um, you know, trampling uh, things while you're, while you're there as well. I wonder how many people have visited our springs. There are a lot of newcomers to Florida, as we know, and there are a lot of people who have lived in, here in the Tampa Bay area for a long time and have never taken the time to explore uh, these springs. Do you think if more people went and they might fall in love with the springs, this might help your cause? Absolutely. I think when you think about a conservation ethic, right, you can't protect something unless you love it first. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think I would encourage everyone this summer to opt outside and to go and visit a local spring because it's the only way you're going to fall in love with the, the water treasures, the watery treasures we have in our state. I mean, they summer really is the are. best time I to visit say, really, springs, There's right? nothing better. I mean, you go in the middle of the summer, you go float down the Wikiwatch, you would never know it is a hundred and a thousand degrees out. Mm -hmm. It feels so cool when you're on that water. Yeah, for folks who don't know, our springs are 72 degrees year-round. That was um, folks from the Florida Springs Council talking about uh, the danger to the Florida Springs and the work that they're doing. They has, as a matter of fact, they have an event coming up uh, June 24th at Crooked Thumb Brewery um, in... So, uh, and, uh, Safety, Safety Harbor, Harbor. Um, to uh, raise awareness for the springs and you can get some special drink specials there and learn more about what you can do to protect the springs. That was an hour-long conversation about the springs that we had here on Wavemakers and that's the kind of in-depth news um, uh, and public affairs programming that you get here at WMNF. And they are also examples of the kinds of people we have on this show because they are not just complaining about what's happening, they are actually doing something about it and as they said, they keep doing it because they are winning. They are winning. They're having great successes. And um, we want to keep winning. So call us, 813-239-9663, or go to WMNF.org to and make a donation. We, we have, a, have a donation from Beverly in Tampa, who Thanks, has Beverly. donated $20. Thank you, Beverly. Anything anyone can give you, give us $10. Give us a dollar. We will take it. She, uh, Beverly did ask that I say... Uh, 
She's Please a, support this fantastic public affairs show. Please support. Do what Please. Beverly says. Everyone listen to Beverly. She's always gives very good advice. She says support this public affairs show. Call right now, 813-239-9663. Or go to WMNF.org and pledge online. And we have someone else to thank, Stephanie Tripp. Thank you, Stephanie Tripp, for your generous donation of $63. We appreciate it very much. Thank you, Stephanie. She that, loves the springs, too. That means we've raised more than $100. We still have $1,700 to go or just a little bit less than that. So we need to hear from you right now, 813-239-9663. minutes, 813-239-9663. Look, we need one of those 1000 pledges for $1,000. You can get um, your name forever etched in stone on a people's patio paver. We often hear from folks about how much they love this show and they tune in regularly. Sometimes they call in and that's one of the advantages uh, of a live radio show is we put your voice on the air. We let you ask questions of these wave makers and you give your opinion on the issues that we are discussing. So if you are one of the folks who tunes in regularly but haven't quite make, made the commitment yet, please pick up your phone and call 813-239-9663 and pledge right now. We have got to raise $1,700 in the next 25 minutes. 25 minutes that so we can do it. I know we can. We need one, two $1,000 pledges, and that'll get us there. Is that too much to ask? Well, I, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take $10, $10 pledges. I don't care. I just want <laughs> folks who listen to the show to uh, put a little... Put a little... Uh, I'll take one $20 okay, pledge right now. Okay, I'll take right one $20 pledge, yeah. <laughs> But in the meantime, let's try that clip again. See if we can play that clip about John, our fabulous board operator. Every week we uh, introduce John, who is our board operator, and uh, listen to what we say. And handling the board for us today is spring chicken John Dunn. Is the well-preserved John Dunn. Dark and stormy John Dunn. Handling the board for us today is mouseketeer John Dunn. Urban dweller John Dunn. Occasional beer lover John Dunn. Seasoned citizen John Dunn. The historic John Dunn. Veto-proof John Dunn. And today I'm calling him the money-hungry money John Dunn. The money-grubbing John. If you love John Dunn like we do, then you yeah. should call 813-239-9663 and make a donation to WMNF, um, to the Wavemaker Show, and to Money Hungry John Dunn. Look, that got the phones ringing. <laughs> Maybe we should play it again. But, you know, all three of us actually are recovering journalists. We, we all uh, worked for different newspapers over our, our lifetimes, uh, including the Tampa Tribune and the St. Pete Times. Um, and as you know, uh, we used to have five daily. I'm old enough to remember when we have five daily newspapers in the Tampa Bay area. Oh, my gosh. And now we don't even have one. We have a paper that prints twice a week. Right. And a paper that prints once a week, creative loafing, not daily, right? Very right, different. Very different. La Gazzetta. And, you know, we, we are very fortunate to have what we have. But WMNF is trying to fill that gap. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a newsroom. Uh, you already heard from Sean Canan earlier today. He's the news director. Um, and uh, if you want more independent news, if you want news that is driven by our mission, not by our quest for profits, please call 813-239-9663 and pledge whatever you can. 813-239-9663 or go to wmnf.org and hit the strip 
the, the tip jar. <laughs> um, you, our listeners, are WNF's main source of funding. We do this. We hold these pledge drives. We know you'd rather have us have a guest on right now, but we have to do this to, um, because 70% of our budget comes from listener donations. That's people like you. That's why it's so important for you to step up and support the station that you rely on for independent music, news, and public affairs. Um, you can help ensure that WMNF remains independent and commercial-free. Just call 813-239-9663. There are volunteers that are waiting to take your call, waiting and waiting to take your call. We need to get those phone lines ringing, 813-239-9663. And depending on how much you give, we will thank you with uh, certain types of gifts. For example, for a $6 donation, you can get a pair of tickets to a Frederick Douglass performance in our live music studio to commemorate Juneteenth, which is this Monday. Uh, there's a performance at 6, or you can choose to attend the 7 o'clock show. That's for a donation of $60. And for a donation of $75, we can send you a set of two 4-inch round black acrylic coasters with the new cool WMNF logo. Uh, this is great. We've got another um, uh, person to thank. Thank you, Mitch Perry, for your donation of $35. Thank you, Mitch. Really appreciate it. Um, and, and Mitch says we appreciate Janet and Tom's show. And, and Mitch has a great show on WMNF now on Fridays. The, the, the Fridays skinny. at 11, the skinny. An awesome show with some um, with a bunch Ray of Rella reporters that ben are Montgomery. Doing, breaking down the news every week. And it's, it's a fantastic show. They have some really incredible guests. Thank you very much, Mitch, for that donation. Thanks, Mitch. And you can make a donation, too, right now. 813 399-9663. You can also donate on the website, WMNF.org. If you like the interviews that Janet and Tom do every week with wave makers from your community, give us a call right now and donate to WMNF and to wave makers. 813-239-9663. You can donate at WMNF.org. And Tom mentioned that one of the things that uh, we have on these news and public affairs shows that we you can call in. And so during the city council elections this year, the Tampa City Council elections on our show and other news and public affairs shows, there were a lot of city council candidates that were in the WMNF studios um, taking calls and answering questions directly from the voters. And if you were relying on television to get your news about that election, you would have been pretty hard-pressed to get enough information about the candidates because they just don't devote the the time and resources they should to those kinds of important races. Why? Money. We are devoted to serving the public, not serving the dollar. That's right. And um, we also have on lawmakers. We've had on, we had on sitting city council members. We've had on um, Representative Kathy Castor, and that's an, a U.S. representative. That is somebody that you can call in and pose your direct questions to. That's what you get here at WMNF, News and Public Affairs Show. So give us a call, 813-239-9663, or go to WMNF.org to make your pledge and right you know, now. We've had a lot of people move to Tampa recently, and if you've uh, only recently discovered WMNF, WMNF over there on the far left of your dial, 88.5. We're very pleased that you were with us. And just keep in mind, we are independent, commercial free. We're not funded by a larger organization like a college or a university. We depend on you for our support. So please call now, 813-239-9663 or go to WMNF.org to make your gift. 
Um, and one of the um, topics that has, comes up frequently, of course, um, on these news and public affairs show is is our governor, Ron DeSantis. Um, and we, uh, a couple weeks ago, had on a guest who um, is an independent reporter. Um, Jason Garcia. Jason Garcia. Um, and we talked to him about this epic battle between Ron DeSantis and, and the Disney Corporation. Jason is probably the uh, uh, best informed uh, reporter uh, in Florida. He covered uh, the Reedy Creek Improvement District and Disney for the Orlando Sentinel for a decade. And uh, he uh, approaches all of these issues independently, just like WMNF, because he is not working for any sort of corporate media. He's working for himself. He's working for his readers who want him to go to the heart of every story. And I think he does. Uh, It was an hour-long interview. And of course, you can go back and listen to any of our shows at any time wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Just just search for WMNF Wavemakers wherever you listen to podcasts. It'll come up anywhere. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Let's listen to this clip and hear what Jason had to say about Ron DeSantis. And while you're listening, um, give us a call, 813-239-9663, and make that pledge. We, we really need to make our goal. We have a, a good $1,700 still to go. We only have uh, 18 minutes to go, folks. We're running minutes. out of we time. We need that $1,000 pledge. Please call. I, I know you're out there. Give that pledge. Call 813-239-9663. Yeah, I will. uh, Let me caveat by saying I'm not a lawyer, but there are some like enormous constitutional challenges to what they're trying to do now. So we've we've talked about the the first couple of rounds. They tried to dissolve the district and that didn't work. So they 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 created they just changed the district to being controlled by Ron DeSantis. And then Disney did this long term development agreement that that sort of limits the ability of this new board to, to make decisions on this land. So now this third attempt to punish Disney in the legislature right now essentially tries to give the new board the power to retroactively undo that long-term development agreement, right. this, this long-term development contract. Um, the problem with something like that is both the Florida Constitution and the U.S. Constitution have incredibly strong clauses in them, uh, basically preserving contract rights and preventing governments from retroactively undoing or changing contracts. And and one way, I mean, on one level, it, it's very obvious, right, to, to sort of allow private commerce to, to thrive. You know, people need to be able to make decisions that might outlast, you know, the term of the current governor or something like that. So, so you can't, you've got to put some really strong protections to make sure that that governments just can't come along and change the rules anytime they want. So, so this legislation, if it passes and it's uh, it, it probably will pass, although it's it's stalled up right now, um, in part because I think there's a growing number of Republican legislators that are, are realizing this this fight is is starting to jump the shark to use a to use an entertainment cliche. Um, are they and, getting our lesson? Are they getting pressure? From, are they getting pressure from their constituents to because at this point, it seems like the governor can have it his way with the legislature. He, there's virtually nothing they'll reject so what what's that what's happening yeah i think i think they are starting to get some pressure pushback i think honestly the moment people will look back at is when disney made that or when desantis made that sort of quote-unquote joke about potentially building a prison at disney world that that people sort of like wait this is getting unhinged you know what 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 are we what are we really doing here right and you're starting to see a couple of legislators, like like one Republican senator, voted against this bill to to try and retro retroactively undo this development agreement. Another uh, Republican House member 
who had been sort of out front on saying we need to crack down on Disney and take Reedy Creek away uh, was just quoted in the Wall Street Journal saying, you know, I'm on the governor's side, but it might be time to leave this alone. I think That's people Spencer are- Roach, right? I, I read the exactly. Spencer Roach when he actually when he floated this idea of getting rid of Reedy Creek. He didn't think he was actually going to go anywhere. And next thing you know, it took on a life of its own. And now <laughs> right. it's like he's backing away from the vehicle because it's about to explode. Like right. the dog catching right. the car. Well, and, right. and just one of the, the some of the rhetoric around this that I find to be particularly amusing is DeSantis saying that that Disney by creating this long-term agreement um, is is thwarting the will of Florida voters, which is kind of hilarious because I don't recall anybody voting for anybody hoping that they were going to dismantle Disney. Um, however, DeSantis did actually remove from office State Attorney Andrew Warren, who really was elected by the voters. One of the board members at, at um the new Disney Oversight Board, whatever it's called. Martin Garcia. Martin Garcia. Is actually the chairman. Is, is the chairman, is a, a Tampa lawyer who who actively fought a and won a uh, transportation tax increase that was voted on directly by the voters. So, you know, who's, who's thwarting the will of the voters here? Um, is it Disney or is it um, Ron DeSantis and his cronies? Um, right. We have a, um, a caller. I'd like to, um, let's get a, we haven't had a call yet, so let's take this call. Um, uh, Nav, I hope I'm saying that right. You are on the yep. line. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'd like to ask your guest, since he's studied uh, Disney for a long time, one thing that I'm perplexed on by Disney, because I'm just focusing on Disney here, is they're a very large corporation. You know, they have, what, 60,000, 80,000 employees. So they're, they're a subpopulation of the Florida population. So that means they're going to have a lot of people that voted Republican and for Ron DeSantis. Maybe the majority of Disney employees voted Republican as opposed to Democrat. And I don't understand why the top brass at Disney catered just to the far left that might be 10% of the Disney employee base. And, you know, that silent majority is never heard. And I think Disney, you know, I think they made an error as well in that they catered to a loud minority within their employee base. And they didn't understand that they might not be representing the will of their own employee base overall. Anyways, that's the question I have for the guest. What's your thought on that, Jason? Yeah, I will, uh, I will for push the call. back on this. I, I will push back on this idea that they, they, they have been catering and only listening to sort of a, a minority of their guests. And one thing to remember about Disney, it has spent millions of dollars over the last uh, number of years supporting Republicans in Florida politics, right? Including DeSantis himself, right? Um, just uh, 20, we, we mentioned earlier that Disney got this um, this carve out from DeSantis's censor uh, social media law. Right before that happened, Disney gave DeSantis $50,000, right? Disney had been spending a lot of money to support Republicans in Florida. So this idea that um, they were being led by the by a sort of a vocal left left minority uh-huh. of workers. Um, I don't think I don't think there's any evidence to support that. Now, in speaking up about you know out on the uh, parental rights in education slash don't say gay bill. Um, again, part of that came uh, was was motivated by the fact that a lot of employees were angry that they hadn't fought it right that they've right. been leaving it alone and ignoring it. And the other thing to remember is. Um, 
you know, Disney, Disney has roughly 80,000 employees uh, in Florida. The vast majority of those employees are frontline hourly workers. You know, this is not, um, you know, I think there is, uh, I, I think it would be wrong to assume that that the the folks that support you know that oppose the parental rights of education were a were a fringe minority of the Disney uh, employee base. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot. That was um, independent journalist just, uh, Jason Garcia talking to us about uh, this epic battle between Ron DeSantis and the Disney Corporation, and that's the kind of news and public affairs that you get here on WMNF. I've got two people to thank. Um, I've got um, Cynthia Golden um, donated $30. Thank you, Cynthia Golden. We appreciate you supporting the station very much. Thank you, Cynthia. We need more people like Cynthia. If you want to be like Cynthia, I want to be like Cynthia. Who doesn't? Um, Call 813-239-9663 and make a donation to Wavemakers. I also want to thank Damon Hall. He made a donation of $92.92. He's taking the WMNF t-shirt with the black logo, the cool black logo, and he says... We are pregnant with a daughter and are hoping for a beautiful future for her. And yes, Damon, everyone here at WNF is hoping hoping for a more beautiful future. That's why we do what we do. That is the mission of our news and public affairs programming is to make the world a better place and um, lift the voices of, of people who are unheard and um, bringing more justice to the world. And if you are enjoying this show every week, please consider donating any amount. But we are running out of time. We're only in the last 10 minutes here. And we have more than $1,000 we need to raise. Still waiting on that $1,000 donation. I know you're out there with itching with those fingers to dial. And, <laughs> and we have a, a lot of uh, ways to thank you for your generosity. For example, for $200, you can get a Heatwave 2023 memorabilia pack and overheat concert tickets. So this is going to be happening on June 17th at Skipper's Smokehouse. We're going to have three bands that appeared at the most recent heat wave, Talk to Mark, Rocket 88, and Have Gun Will Travel. And you can dance and rock out, and you get two uh, T-shirts and a poster and a pin and two tickets, and you can say happy birthday to Randy Zimmerman, our rock star station manager. Doing a great job here. Um, we also have, for $60, um, two tickets to um, Cine Bistro Cinemas, which is, a, I think, the best place to go see a movie if you're going to go out to see a movie, a Cine Bistro. So for a $60 donation, you can um, get two tickets to go to um, Cine Bistro. And we only have one pair of those, so please call now for that donation, 813-238, I'm sorry, 239-9663 or WMNF.org. It's a hard ticket, we'll, two hard tickets. We'll s- send them in the mail to you, and you can use them anytime you want at any of the Cine Bistro or the other, the C... That's a great deal. C- I forget, the CRX, uh, whatever it is, uh, Cinemas. Cinebistro. Good food. Good good seats. Good places to see movies. And we have someone to thank. Joy Tapper. That's my mom. Aww. Hi, Mom. Hey, thank mom. you for donating $50 to the show. She says, I love this show. You two do a wonderful job. I'm proud of my daughter. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, they do a great I love job. you. She is our number one fan. <laughs> She is our number one fan. But if you want to be like my mom, then you can call 813-239-9663 and make a donation. We've got eight minutes to go. Eight minutes, and we need that $1,000 donation to come in. You know, um, we you all realize that equity, diversity, and inclusion is under attack in Florida by Ron DeSantis 
and the Republican Party, and it's spreading to other states. For some reason, the Republican Party has decided that they don't believe in diversity, equity, and inclusion. I never thought we would get to this point in this country where they would actually be an important plank of a major political party. But that's where we are. But that is not happening here at WMNF. Diversity is part of our our mission statement. It's in our DNA. It's Mm -hmm. in our mission statement. And it's reflected in all the programming that we do. And if you share that value, go ahead and make a donation. You need to support WMNF. Um, The station's um, looking to raise a little more than $180,000 in this pledge drive. We need to get there. We need you to show your support. Um, If you haven't made a donation yet to this summer fund drive, please do so now, 813-239-9663. There are some very, very... uh, Board phone answerers waiting for your call. They Please, want to talk to you. get them to, to work. Get them to work. Um, in the meantime, let's um, uh, listen a little bit to um, something from uh, Susan Glickman. Susan who- Glickman, who has been fighting for decades uh, to uh, get better policies to deal with climate change. And we spent an hour recently talking to her about all of her efforts. This is the kind of person we bring on WMNF who not only is concerned about problems, but is actually spending their lives devoted to trying to solve it. Stop all this dangerous carbon pollution. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about people starting to pay attention. So um, our, our previous governor, who's now our U.S. Senator, Rick Scott, you know, quite literally, you know, forbid the words climate change from being spoken. And then now our current governor, Ron DeSantis, has not embraced the issue of climate change. But he has, as I mentioned, handed out quite a bit of money. Most of that money comes from the federal government. I was going to say it's easier to hand out money when it comes from Washington first. <laughs> exactly. But so there is a pers- Perception. So to your question, Janet, that there is something being done, that we're addressing climate change and we're not. Um, there, there is some good news. So we mentioned who's talking about it. Uh, in the Tampa Bay Partnership, which is a coalition of some of the most prominent sort of biggest business interests, more than a year ago at the second annual uh, Tampa Bay Regional Resilience Coalition Summit released uh, their economic case for resilience. And, you know, they talked about the potential for property losses at Janet as you're running through some of these more vulnerable areas, um, that means we're going to have less tax revenues as we lose these areas, you know, because you're going to have property losses. They are looking at um, about $16.9 billion. So this is in the economic case for resilience for Tampa Bay from the Tampa Bay Partnership released about a year ago, almost $17 billion in property losses. That's a 2070, you know, estimation. I mean, it's really, really significant. Significant. Uh, what's going on here? So, 2070. What seems like a long time from now, but my my grandchildren will be younger than me. Yeah, there you go. It goes quick, right? But we were all remarking how long we've all known each other in this room. <laughs> so, in this, and you've been working on this ever since. I don't know how you do this. <laughs> but and there has been progress made, right? I mean. Well, there is progress, and we're, we're going to get, get into that in a minute. When the Tampa Bay Partnership wisely did this analysis, and in that analysis, their recommendation was to uh, the importance of reducing greenhouse gas emissions. So we have business leaders saying that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And the good news is, is there's $370 billion in the pipeline coming from the federal government for these historic investments that need to be made. That's the great Susan Glickman talking about her efforts to combat climate change. The kind of wave makers that we bring on this show every week, Tuesday at 11 o'clock. And of course, you can also listen to any of these interviews 
wherever you get your podcasts. Or at WMNF.org. What a fantastic show that... You know, way to reduce emissions quickly. It's also... Every week. And you can listen to the show at WMNF.org or you can listen to it uh, live on at 11 o'clock on Tuesdays. It's a fantastic show. It's called Wavemakers. And you should be supporting shows like this on WMNF. Please call in right now, 813-239-9663 or donate on the tip jar at the WMNF Community Radio app or on WMNF.org. Maybe you can make a $100 donation and get one of our beautiful new colorful bursts T-shirt logo, logo T-shirts, 813-239-9663. Um, and WMNF, um, as we've been talking about, is more than just a radio station. We are all about values and certain values. And WMNF is an instrument of peace. And this month, we celebrated World Radio Day. That's a day that the United Nations recognized that independent community radio as an integral part of peace and stability and a pillar of conflict prevention and peace building. So... World Radio Day, the United Nations made those statements about community radio. That's what we are, independent community radio. We believe in the power of community radio as a medium to promote a healthy, sustainable, peaceful democracy. If you believe all of that, call 813-239-9663 and make a donation. We've got just about two and a half minutes left, um, and we've got a long way to go. We would love a $1,000 donation um, to help us hit our goal, a $500 donation. Actually, we'll take a $50 donation. Give us a call, 813-239-9663. If you support WMNF as an instrument of peace and understanding that um, we are promoting a healthy, sustainable, and peaceful democracy. WMNF is where music, news, and culture collide. This is where you get a complete diversity of, 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 of ideas and music. I mean, you'll, there are shows where you can hear everything from jazz to bluegrass to... Music of the Isles, music, uh, Irish music and... Uh, putting together... 70s. S- seamless music for your, for your day. And We're, news and public affairs. Lots of news and public affairs that you won't get anywhere else. In the last 90 seconds of Wavemakers, I'd like to see that there's more support. And there is uh, one person on the line. I hope that's a donation. Now it's time for you to call in and support. If you've missed any of your favorite don- uh, news and public affairs shows, now is the time to call in. You can donate next hour during Alternative Radio. But we'd like you to uh, tune in right now and to donate to to Wavemakers, 813-239-9663. You can also donate at WMNF.org. You're listening to WMNF Tampa. Please support the great work that John and and Tom and Janet do every week, bringing on guests like Susan Glickman, like the Florida Springs Council. Please support Wavemakers, 813-239-9663. And if you have somebody that you think is a Wavemaker that you'd like to have on the show, you, sh- you think we should invite on the show, you can email us at Wavemakers. WMNF Wavemakers. WMNF Wavemakers. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. And, and we've had taken suggestions from people and had them on the show. We get great ideas from our listeners. So if you have an idea, you can send us uh, that email. But right now, with the 20 seconds left, 813-239-9663. Call right now and make that donation. Go online later and pledge to Wavemakers. WVM is the code that you would select. Yeah. WMF Tampa. 813-239-9663.